Oh boy. When I tell y'all, man, this is going to be a very opinionated show. Now, you guys already know what I'm talking about. Those who follow me on IG at Lunchroom Chatterpod, you guys know there's one topic that has taken over the airwaves, that has taken over urban culture and social media. That is the beef, the online spat, the debacle, the fallout between Rapper the Baby and the singer Danny Lay. Now, first of all, before the woman who listened to this podcast tell me, you know, stay out of woman's business, first of all, had this not been posted online, we would not know. But both parties decided to document it. Now, I believe the baby came online first, and, you know, he said what he had to say and, you know, was trying to embarrass Danny Lay. Now, I'm trying to have sympathy. I'm trying to be more open-minded in regards to these relationship situations. But she was warned this would happen. Now, as a, as a young man or even a young woman, what is something your grandma said? How you got that man, most of the time, that's how you're going to lose him. And that's how Danny Lay even came in contact with the baby. Now, he was with, um, damn, what's the girl's name? Mimi, Mame. I'm not sure how you say her name. I'm not trying to be funny. He was with her when Danny Lay slid in. Now, Danny Lay slid in, you know, she got the baby at that point. Now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to dive through this shit to kind of piece together the timeline for you guys, man. Because, you know, all, all of you guys, y'all not really up to date on what's going on. Now, the only reason why... You know, I try to stay up to date on some shit. It's because of the podcast. And, you know, I want to come on here. I want to have all the details and all the facts. But the baby wasn't single when she got him. So, you know, if he was with a woman, you slid in, you was the side hoe, technically, and you eventually became, you know, the temporary main chick. Now, going back to last, matter of fact, Let's start at the let's start from this weekend, man. Let me, let me pull up these clips, man. I want you hold up. I want you guys to hear this shit. Now, I believe the baby jumped online first this weekend. And first of all, they were staying in Charlotte in the same fucking house or apartment. Now, it's a lot of messy shit about this subject. Now, matter of fact, before I even start, man. They was talking about the shit this morning on The Real, and this is what Lonnie Love had to say. And I believe that it's crucial because before I even dive deep into this topic, into this subject, this goes apart, This goes a long way in letting women know that never let a man have nothing over you. Never. Like, don't sell your house or sell your condo in another state to move to another state with a man who you are, who you are not married to. A man who you have acknowledged out of your own mouth is messy. You said before, you know, you guys have broken up before, but yet you took him back. And this is the guy you let put you in a state where you don't have your own house, your own apartment or a place to live. Because the baby was trying to throw out and she said, I don't have nowhere to go. So, yeah, I'm still in the same place because I have nowhere to go. 
This is a motherfucker you said was messy. You said it out of your own mouth, but you thought the the solution was to have a baby with him. Like, make it make sense, please. Make it make sense. Oh, my God. But this is what Lonnie Love had to say on The Real today. Thing. Look, this is my thing. When you get into an argument, and we've all been in certain situations. I know I've been. I'm mm-hmm. going to speak for myself, not mm-hmm. for the rest of you ladies. One of the reasons why... As a female, I say always have your own stuff. Yep. So that nobody can sit back yep. and tell you to get out of their house. Okay? That's a fact. And I want to clap it up one more time. Because a lot of men do use... It's like when, when um, we see celebrity men and they say things such as, Yeah, you know, I don't want my wife to work. I don't want her to get up at all. Because a lot of men use the financial resources they have... They hold it over your head because the minute you step out of line, the minute you do some, you do something that they deem to be not attractive or not womanlike. They try to cut you off. They try to, you know, all the money that you were getting before they pull back. Now you are at the mercy of this man because you got to a point where you have become dependent on this man. And that is why people say all the time. As a woman, you have to have your own. Same thing when you meet a man. Don't just, you know, let your apartment go. Now, matter of fact, let, let's get personal real quick for a second. Now, my mom is married now, but when she met her husband about six to seven years ago, you know, he had, well, I think he was staying with his mama at the time. You know, she, he had some issues going on and he, and, um, he was staying with his mama. Now, my mom had the apartment. That's where she still lives. And she was living there for about, since I was two, so maybe about shit, maybe almost 30 years now, she's been in that same apartment. Now, when she met him, um, he was trying to get her to move somewhere else. And she said, look, it's the beginning. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm not trying to give up the apartment I've had for two decades to move somewhere with you because what if we don't work out and now in New York City it's hard to get an apartment and that is why I say that you know a lot of the cultures now the generation now they don't think about that they think so much in the moment to where they kind of put themselves at the mercy of being reliant on other people but let's dive to the beginning and what started this whole situation, man, between Danny Lay and the baby? Now, I may call up a woman guest. I may have a woman come on on the second part of this episode just to get her opinion. Because, I, 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 like, I really need to know. Like, on social media, they had all these games, the red flag games, red flags to look out for. But there were so many red flags in this situation in which she could have turned around and walked the fuck away. It's too many red flags for her to still be sitting here. She said all the red flags. But let's dive in. Because I, I, who? Woosa, baby. Woosa. I'm not trying to get hit it. There I go. Do my thing. It's cuckoo for Coco Bush. Yeah, whatever. Shut the Yeah, yeah. You want to record me talking about shut the I gotta record you for my sake. Yeah, you go ahead. It's the first a, thing. You ain't finna bring it. Now get your phone. 
Let me close it first. Yeah, that's what it is. Like this. Nah, nah, nah. Go with your move, yeah, crazy girl. You started your now, now, that was the first clip that came out from the live. Now, I want to boo both of them. <clears throat> first of all, with the rapper, the baby saying that he's recording the video for his safety. Now, you can record the video for your safety and have that footage in your phone in case he tries to act crazy when the police show up. But that video does not have to be posted online for the world to see because regardless of how you feel, you chose to impregnate this woman. Now, on the flip side with Danny Lay, you chose to let this man impregnate you. Now, the part I felt was kind of weird. And matter of fact, let's get there first. I want to get there first because when she said, matter of fact, let me let her say it out her own mouth. So you guys don't say I'm putting words in her mouth. Mm -mm. Ever addressed. No, I ain't never addressed nothing before. Because I always was like, nah, let me not talk to the internet because the internet is always going to make their own story up, whatever the f They're going to grab a little piece and Yet you put on whatever the internet. story they want together. Yet she but, is on the internet uh, venting. How, make it how make I sense. Living here for the past three months at his house, at his penthouse, back and forth, here and there, since my baby was born. And then all of a sudden, I cook tonight. He want to come to the crib. I am sleeping in his bed talking about, you need to go. The f you mean I need to go to a five star hotel? Do it, do it. Nobody leaving, and of course escalated. And I want to put up a statement talking about, oh, it saddens me that I have a queen to raise. You, you ain't even been here this whole time that I've had this child. You want to give cute little conversations talking about you a? You the I ain't never. Look at this. He wants me to get out of his house. Go ahead. Okay, let's just Go ahead, baby. Tell him. Yeah, Tell him. Where's, Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Yeah, whatever. He want to call cops on me for whatever the reason. Whatever. Stupid. My three-month-old baby. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I want to pause it right there, man, because... This whole shit is sad. Like, I don't know why women keep putting themselves in this situation. Same thing with Summer Walker. You are given warning after warning after warning of how this man is. Because all of the exes have said it. They've said it. Yo, he ain't shit. When I had the baby, he abandoned me. When I had the baby, you know, he, he stopped showing up. Now y'all saying the same thing. So when do you take, you know, heed of these warnings? Now, I lose sympathy a lot for Danny Lake because the exes were saying how the baby was. But she was so proud that she snatched him from her that she eventually came out with a song called Yellow Bone, where she said a yellow bone is what he wants. You know, now yellow bone, a yellow bone, that's like a light skinned woman. And, you know, the Danny Lay, you know, she's light-skinned when compared to his baby mama, who he was with at the time, who was dark-skinned. So you make a song antagonizing her. On Instagram, saying she basic, she jealous, you, you just mad, you don't got what we got now. This is what she said. How do I know? Because most motherfuckers now, they post their personal business online. But this is the snippet of Danny Lay's song, Yellow Bone that she released 
but then decided not to fully release when the backlash came. But this song came out <laughs> at the same time where she won over the baby and she snatched him from the woman he was with at the time. Let's dive into this song, man. Oh my, because I'm telling you, it's a timeline. We're not skipping the timeline. Let me pause it real quick. The song is trash. The song is garbage, but listen to the word. Yellow bone is what he wants. Now you got him in that motherfucker. He he don't want the yellow bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear that? He said he need a lit bitch. So he had to switch switch. <laughs> Again, words out her mouth, not mine. Yes, sir. I got to You know, you know. Y'all know on here, I got to include the real shit so you motherfuckers don't flip things around. Yes, sir. But um, <clears throat> let's dive back into some more of these clips. Like I said, man, this whole situation is messy. It could have been prevented. And that's why. Be honest, I don't have sympathy for some walker either. I don't. Now, I was trying to find a clip where Danny Lay was speaking about reasons as to why she's going to walk away now. Now, the part I thought was funny was that she posted a picture of a Plan B pill and said, yeah, I'm on Plan B. He mad I'm taking the Plan B pill. That that pill should have been took a year ago because the baby's here. The baby's what, three to, three to, about three to four months old at this point. You guys are tied together for life. What they say, life at this point. So regardless of how you feel at this point, and, and um, that's my other issue, man. When, um, when couples go online and bash each other, especially when they have kids together, because regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you say, that man is in your life forever now. Forever, but let's dive back in. I feel like I need to go on live because at this point, it's already out there and I feel like I'm never going to speak ever again. And I feel like I might as well just let that go. And I just feel like it's so unfair, this situation, because this whole time I've been nothing but straight with this man and tried, tried. You know what I'm saying? Tried nothing but genuine, pure love for this man from the jump, from the jump three years ago, from the jump. And of course, all I want to pause it right there because it don't matter how much love you got for a man. This man is showing you time after time after time after time again that you are not worthy. He's showing you continuously that no matter how much love you got for him, that he does not view you in that same light. So why are you still here? And that's my issue. Because we got to get to a point where adults start acting like adults. Like when you're 16, 17, 18, yeah, there's a such thing as excuses. 
But when you hit that 24, 25, 26 and up range, excuses stop. Because in our early relationships, you know, in high school, you know, with um, our high school sweetheart, college sweetheart, in those relationships, that's the place where you normally suffer heartbreak, where you normally learn patterns of men, of women, to where you use those relationship failures as a way to better yourself in your future relationships. But when you get 26, 27, 28 years old, and you're still making the same mistake time after time after time again, then did you learn anything? Jordan, come here. Jordan, come here. Y'all not going to listen to me, so I'm going to let him say it. Because, no, Jordan, come here. Be serious. No joking around. Now, I'm going to tell you what to say, and you're going to say it, okay? Because when I say things, magically, people don't listen. So I'm going to tell you what to say and you're going to say it, okay? Come come to the mic. Now, hold on. Put the mic up. Uh-huh. Jordan, mm-hmm. are you ready? Yeah. For, look, first I want you to say, please listen. Please listen. Say, oh my God. Oh my God. Everything is right in front of you. Everything is right in front of you. Let's clap it up one time. You ain't done yet. Uh-uh. I don't think they hear it yet. Say, Jordan, say, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Say, you ain't listening. You ain't listening. So I'm here. So I'm here. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. What you got to do. What you got to do. Oh, he preaching. Yes, sir. That man preaching. Say, number one. Number one. When you see that first red flag. When you see that first red flag. It's time to run. It's time to run. Say, no, say be aggressive. Say, it's time to run. It's time to run. Say, when you see that second red flag. It's tacky, ready flag. No, no, be serious. Say, when you see that second red flag. When you see that second red flag. Why are you still there? Why are you still there? Last point. Say, if you see all that and you choose to stay. If you see all that, if you choose to stay. Oh, well. Well. No. Oh well. Oh well. There we go, my man. Now, like I said, all right. Bye bye. Peace. Say peace. Peace. Now, like I said, man, when I say things, maybe it's my voice. Maybe y'all just get tired of hearing me talk. Y'all get tired of hearing my voice. But maybe hearing it come from my son, my son's voice, maybe a, a different man's tone on the podcast will make you realize that you have. Let's say so, but we're gonna take a quick break, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep um, deep diving into this topic. We're gonna venture out into other relationship ways, and um, also, I'm gonna try to get a woman on the podcast for the second half so we can talk about ways in which this situation can improve because it's it's becoming a cycle at this point. We see it all the time. Happy relationship. The man is showing you time after again he ain't shit. The woman ignoring all of those signs. Like, seriously, like, what's the purpose of that red flag game? If, if we're going to keep ignoring every single red flag that's out there, it's going to come a time where you got to acknowledge and realize that no matter how much you love this man, he's showing you you ain't worth it. 
So we're going to take a quick break. And as always, man, my IG is Lunchroom Tatter Pod. My cash app is dollar sign NYC Story 718. You guys can contribute. You guys can send funds for as low as $1 to help the, um, the podcast keep growing, to help the sound, the quality, everything, man. But um, as always, you guys can repost. You guys can share. And that is 100% free, man. But we're going to be back, man. It's your man, John A. Schultz. Brand new LCP. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, man. This is the LCP Lunchroom Chat Podcast. This is your man, John A. Schultz. Now, before I dive into some more news, breaking news. Yesterday, rapper, Memphis rapper, Young Dolph. Was shot and killed outside of Makita's Cookies in Memphis. Now, before I dive into that news, man, um, I think I got a voicemail from yesterday. I mean, from last week's episode, where I think the listener question last week's episode was, "How would you feel about a spouse you are with now?" Was that the question? Yeah, I think it was. How would you feel about a spouse or someone who you are with now grieving over? An ex. Now, I believe a voice message came through regarding that topic. Here we go. Let's see what she had to say. Let me respond to this before we move on to some more topics. Hi, John. I think I would feel insignificant. You know, uh, how do you compete with a deceased person? If my husband had felt as though he had to do a celebratory event, every year for his deceased ex mm. uh, where he shared mm. no kids with and they weren't married. Uh, I would feel very insignificant because my thought process would be, where do I really fit into your life? And if this person were still alive today, would we even be a couple? Ooh. You know, at the same time, we can't put an expectation on someone uh, of when their grieving process should end because we never know how mm-hmm. death is going to affect a person. Mm-hmm. But I think it's responsible to make certain that your partner, your husband or your wife mm. knows that you are their person, mm. right? That you have them, that you're not going to make them feel indifferent. Um, but if that were me, I would feel insignificant. I had to clap it up because like I said last week, that's facts. Now, like she said, you can't put a time limit on somebody's grieving process because two people can experience the same kind of loss of a family member or a loved one. And both people may grieve differently. But also in regards to what she said about feeling as if you don't know your place or what about if that person was still alive, then they wouldn't even give a fuck about you. So, yes, I understand we got to be mindful of the person who actually lost someone who they once cared about or still care about in this lifetime. We also got to be mindful of the people, the person who is with this person now who may be affected by these things happening, man. But um, man. let's clap it one more time for that voicemail, man. But like I said, man. Yesterday I was at work and I started getting texts to my phone. Yo, you got to talk about this on the podcast. Man, black on black crime got to stop. Now, up until that point, I didn't even know what happened yet. 
But once I start seeing social media talk about black on black crime, something they never do unless a celebrity dies, I knew it had to do with a celebrity passing away. But up until that point, like I said, I was at work and I couldn't really check my phone in in like full detail, but I knew a celebrity had died. And I knew it was a black one because like I've said on this podcast, going back years, the majority of social media, they don't talk about real shit. They don't talk about black on black crime until a celebrity dies or someone who they personally know. But the fact that it was so many black men and women I seen talking about black on black crime, oh, this got to stop. We got to stick together. I knew it was a celebrity and I got off work. I checked my phone, rapper young Dolph fatally shot in Memphis outside of Makita's cookies. Now I want to dive into the news clip first. Now, a lot of you guys, um, especially you guys who may be older may not know who rapper young Dolph is, but you know, he has a, he has a good following, but I want to dive into this news clip. This is from CBS news. Because I want to give you guys maybe some more facts and more details of what may be going on at this current time. But again, rapper Young Dolph fatally shot in Memphis. I feel like I've had this conversation on here many times before about the rapper that the rappers that lose their life and that they have to move smarter, especially when sometimes you attract a certain kind of energy. But before I dive into it and tell you guys my thoughts. Again, I also want to be mindful, RIP, you know, to Young Dolph and my condolences to his loved ones, his family. I believe he was married, his wife, you know, the kids that have to now go through a lifetime without their dad. But I do have some opinions on this, man. But um, this is the news report. This is from CBS News. News that left many in utter disbelief. It's kind of shocking. I thought it was a milf. With others driving three hours from Mississippi to Memphis with hopes of learning more about the violent attack against rapper Young Dolph, a man who proclaimed to be the, quote, king of Memphis. His fans agreeing. Oh, I love Young Dolph. He did so much for the city. I will, I will, you know, prayers to his family. And prayers for Young Dolph's extended family. We're talking about those from the streets of South Memphis specifically. His fans gathered to reflect on the many times the 36-year-old Memphis-raised rapper would come back in order to give back. Young Dolph shot a free show. He paid for everything. He paid for artists to come out. When he coming up artists, you know, I, you know, I appreciate everything he done for the hood. Sadly, the same streets he loved mm. so much is where he would take his last breath. Once you get out of the streets, you make a way out, you stay out. However, it Facts. is those who know the streets police are hoping will come forward with information leading to those responsible. At sundown, the investigation was still ongoing with more questions and answers. There are certainly a lot of moving parts, something we have learned from a source. This deadly attack was likely captured on surveillance, considering it's surrounded by multiple businesses. Something else we have learned, police, they're not looking for one shooter, but several shooters. A sad day for fans who are still grappling with grief. The streets will take you under, you know. Reporting in South Memphis, Jarita. Now... Like the guy said in the video, man, and like I've said going back years on this podcast, I understand the need to be loyal to your hood, the need to be loyal to the streets in which you grew up in. But when you achieve a certain level of stardom, a certain level of 
notoriety, that simply can't happen. Now, you can go back, you can give back, but it has to be an event. Well, it should be an event that is well secure, whether it be a venue to where you can have police protection, your own security, or maybe a combination of both. But, like, I hate to bring up the past, but going back a couple years back when Young Dolph was almost fatally shot, going back about three to four years ago where he was shot. He survived that shooting. Now, police said at the time that that shooting may have been, you know, in response to a beef, an ongoing beef that he had going on with Yo Gotti, you know, black youngster. We don't know. But he was shot in the past. I believe in Charlotte, his vehicle was shot at. Over 60 times. Over 60 times. You guys can go to Google right now. You guys can find all the news reports on these things happening. Like, I look at these things. These are things I don't forget. Because when those things happen, that lets you know that, okay, somebody must not want me here. So, I understand like I said, the need, he's from Memphis. He got shot and killed in Memphis outside of Makita's Cookies. They said that that was a location which he visited frequently. But I do not think, and again, I'm not blaming him for his death, but I think that things could have been done to help better protect himself, especially you being someone who is notable, someone who is famous, especially locally, in your community of Memphis. Now, this man pulled up in a luxury vehicle to Makita's Cookies. Now, everybody, all the news clips, the fans who were outside, those who are from Memphis said, oh yeah, we know Young Dolph's car. So when we see that vehicle come, we know that's Young Dolph. There were videos of the aftermath where they was like, yo, that's Young Dolph's car. This was before news even had broke that it was Young Dolph that got killed. You see the bystanders' videos. Oh, that's Young Dolph. I hope they didn't kill Young Dolph. We all know that's Young Dolph's car. So if regular people know that, people who don't even want to do harm to you know that, what do you think those who may want to kill you know? I understand supporting local business, but you can do that. But I don't think it's a smart decision based on what happened in the past. You know, the beef you've had to show up by yourself in the hood to buy cookies. Again, I'm not blaming him for his death, but certain decisions have to be made. How many times have we seen this? How many times have we said on social media going back years ago that when you get out the hood, the most dangerous place to go back to is your own hood. We've seen it with Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle, he was from Crenshaw. He was from the area. He got killed outside of his own clothing store. Now, Nipsey Hussle's security said Nipsey Hussle decided to make a quick run to the store to pick up some clothes for somebody. 
And Nipsey did not tell me he was going there. He said, I wish Nipsey had told me that he was running to the store and I would have came with him. But again, that's getting comfortable. You're from the area. You know the neighborhood. So you just have this this way of thinking that oh, I'm from here. Nobody's going to cause harm to me because they know me. That's not the case. How many times have I said on here that the hood is jealous? There's no rules in the hood. There's no loyalty to you because, yes, you're famous and you may be putting on for your city. But you leave and you go back to your multi-million dollar estate. And a lot of motherfuckers in that hood, they go back home to the hood and they, they might not have what you got. They don't got the money. They may not have the food, you know, the cars, the clothes, the woman. They don't got that shit. And when that happens, you know what happens? Jealousy comes out. That's why you have to move smart. Like rappers spend so much money on chains, on clothes. Oh, look at my new belt. Look at my new $2 million ring. What about security? What about having a better team, a better manager that can encourage you to make better decisions? And it's sad because the man was only like 36 years old. That's young. If you got a wife, you got two kids. And now certain decisions, you can't go back now. So I just, man, I hope that, you know, that um, his friends, his family, his loved ones, that they are able to in some kind of way pick up the pieces and find some healing with everything going on, man, because it's tough, man. It's tough, man, when you think about the what ifs and what could have been and how somebody's 36 years old and um, had their whole life ahead of them. You know, he was a notable artist. Off, I know he was feeding so many people, but outside of that, a lot of lives are affected by this, man. So I just want to clap it up for young Dolph, even though he passed away tragically at a young age, the fact that he was able to, live out his dreams and accomplish a lot of things in such a short time span. So I want to clap it up for young Dolph, man. Now, I hate going from trauma to trauma, man, but we about to dive into some domestic abuse things. Now, you guys know, I always talk about domestic abuse and, you know, making good decisions and trying to minimize your contact with these toxic men. But Ashanti's sister was on a radio station and she spoke about her past and how she was in a relationship that was abusive. So I want to play this clip. Again, Ashanti's sister, her name is, I think it's Shia or Shia Douglas. And she opened up and she spoke about her past history with a man who wasn't Let's say the best. Now, again, you guys can go back to what what was it? Two months ago on the podcast where I had a whole four part series entitled Surviving Trauma. You guys can go check that out. It was Surviving Trauma Part One through Four, where I spoke about I gave you guys real stories, real facts, um, the domestic abuse numbers, where to go if you're trying to get out um certain situations. So This is not something that's new to the LCP podcast. I give you guys facts all the time. I give you guys real information, real news, and I try to give you guys, 
So, or at least plant the seed in you guys' head that these relationships are not okay. But this is what Ashanti's sister had to say, and then we're going to dive into some more shit. I don't know if, you know, everyone knows or if you know, but I have, you know, a past experience with domestic abuse. I had my teeth broken. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were you married or was this a... I was engaged. I was... Three years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, so, this is new, this baby. Is I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. This is literally my first time speaking on it publicly. So. Did you guys know when it was happening? We or did she have... We were, oh. there, were there. And you were like, there you when tried. it actually happened? We, you we witnessed it? And said, Mom, jaw broken. <gasps> we had to get out the jaw. We had to take it to the emergency room. It was just... It was very traumatic. traumatic. It was mm. a lot. I don't, I don't know if... You know, everyone knows. Now, or- like I said, I love to include celebrities into these real topics because sometimes to get through to people, you have to make it relatable. The majority, they only care about celebrities. Like, I can say shit on here for five episodes. Yes, some people care. The grown women who listen, they care. They applaud me. They say thank you for speaking on these issues. But... A lot of young women don't give a fuck until it affects their favorite celebrity. So that's why I always find a way to kind of incorporate celebrities into these topics to kind of, you know, at least hope that by using celebrities to kind of connect these situations together, that people will understand about these situations, man. But to die from matter of fact, hold on. I tried to get my homegirl on the episode, man. You know, I texted her about a couple minutes ago. She said she's at work. As you guys know, she's been on here before. Miss Mansfield. Miss, fuck, what, how do you say her last name? Masterfield Mansfield. Y'all know she's a lawyer, man, from New Orleans. And she's at work. She's about to go see the judge. She's defending a client. So I cannot get her on. But what I will do is I will have her come on a bonus episode and... I might release that episode for free. Now, you guys know I have Lunchroom Plus, which is exclusively on Apple Podcasts, where I have a lot of bonus episodes on there covering real topics, real content, real shit. But I'm going to have her come on for a bonus episode, and that that bonus will be free just because I believe that more people need to hear that conversation. Now, of course, on the regular episodes, it's way more listeners, but Lunchroom Plus that's strictly for the diehard listeners, the listeners who continue to ask for more episodes. So you guys can go to Apple Podcasts and click on any of the bonus episodes up there. It'll prompt you to sign up for Lunchroom Plus. As always, I have a, I believe I got it set for a three-day free trial, I believe. But like I said, man, you guys out there who support, who stay tuned into these episodes, man, it means a lot, man. But a lot of shit going on man now stevie j a video surfaced of stevie j and faith evans arguing he alleges that she cheated on him and right now they are going through a divorce so like i say man i don't give a fuck how much you love these celebrities they're not exempt from going through regular shit now they may come online and pretend as if they are perfect or pretend as if their lives are so much better than ours and while that may be true financially I don't give a fuck how much money you got. You can't skip. You can't bypass real life trauma 
in real life conversations. Now, a story that just popped up. <clears throat> I seen story of three women and a man who set up a guy who thought he found love, who set up a guy who thought he was going over to a woman's house to have sex. But the woman set him up. Now, I want to play this story for you guys because these stories are always intriguing to me because these people pray on how desperate some people be to find love. So, Matt, hold on. No, I know this motherfucker did not just do this. I see a video of it's a little kid who say he won't be like the rest of these cheating motherfuckers out here. Let's hear what he had to say. No, this motherfucker looked like he too young to be talking about cheating and about these motherfucking niggas. Let's see what he had to say. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. What is that? What does nigga say? A nigga like me, I never cheat on my girl. Okay. A nigga like me, I never do that. A nigga I'm like not, me. I'm not, I'm not one of those niggas. I want to boo. It's a grown ass adult recording this little boy. Why the fuck are you encouraging this little boy to say them type of words? This motherfucker look like he about eight or nine years old, man. I swear, man. When I say that a grown adult, they just continue, not all, but so many continue to use kids or to use these toxic ass stories to post online for the views, for the clicks to go viral. But like I said, man, these real conversations matter, man. They really do. And I know sometimes it sounds like I'm just beating a dead horse when I try to come on here and have these real conversations on love, on life, relationships, because... Majority don't give a fuck. But have I ever switched up? No, because these real conversations matter, man. Because it's going to become a time in life where I'm no longer on earth. And my son, my sister, you guys' kids, they will be here, you know, God willing, after we are no longer here. And I don't want to leave the world the way it is now. I don't. But I want to dive into this news story, man. This news story is from... I don't see it. Always like to give motherfuckers a shout out. I don't see it on here, man. But um, this is a story of a dating app. Horror story, man. A Memphis woman sets up a man who wanted to meet up. They tried to rob him. But listen to how he escaped and how he was able to, you know, safely avoid this situation. Now, I want to clap it up for him because... They was going to kill him. As you guys are going to hear in this story, they planned to kill this man. But thankfully, he was able to get free. So bizarre, some are calling it a made-for-TV crime that landed four people, these four people, behind bars. It happened after police say a man was invited to the home of a woman that he was talking to through a dating app website. WRG's Jarita Patterson has the disturbing details of an alleged dating app kidnapping. Things are quiet now inside the reserve at Dexter Lake Apartments. But Monday, a man went to this unit when things turned terrifying. That sounded like some TV stuff. Yeah, it sounded like Netflix. It was an alleged robbery plot that sounds like it was made for TV, but this was all too real. This all started when the victim says he met a woman online through a dating app. 
essentially throwing caution to the wind, deciding to meet at this apartment complex. The victim who thought he was getting a shot at love would find himself being shot at several times. I'm not surprised because things happen all the time especially around here. Not wanting to go on camera, this neighbor was still shocked. It's crazy. Hearing police were investigating an alleged dating app kidnapping involving one of his neighbors. Jasmine S. Williams is accused of being the face of this elaborate crime. Detectives say Williams, while online, invited the victim over. He was ambushed, he describes, after going inside her unit. Three more people identified as another woman, also named Jasmine Williams, Nadia Townsend, and Trevor Keys were lying in wait. The victim says he was robbed, pistol whipped, and held hostage while the four accused, quote, started arguing over what to do with him. He says he was put inside the trunk of a car before being moved to the back seat and driven away. A lot of people prey on the innocent anyway, so. After hearing one of the alleged abductors say they were going to, quote, torture and kill him, the victim says he made his move, running for his life while also dodging bullets. And I'm not surprised just because of the world we live in. A worldwide web meetup that ended with the victim in the hospital and four others being taken away in handcuffs from the very apartment this all allegedly started from. Reporting in Cordova, Jarita Patterson, WREG, News Channel 3. Yeah, mm. crazy world. We did reach out to the victim, and we'll let you know if we hear back. I want to boo these motherfuckers, man. So I said, man, I try to have these conversations, man, because these conversations, they mean something to me. Now, they may not mean a lot to you guys, but real life, you can't avoid this shit, man. So, like I said, I try to use my platform wisely. and tr- Like, I try to have, you know, fun, engaging conversation, you know, silly conversations sometimes, too, but... I try to use my platform to spread awareness and I appreciate you guys, man, who tune in because these conversations, they mean something because I don't give a fuck how you feel about life and about certain situations, man. Real life, it's it's known to smack the shit out you when you least expect it. And that's what I'm here for, man. Like, because, you know, one day you may be just relaxing, chilling, having that chill day where you just kind of zoned out. But then when you tune into my Instagram stories, you t- like you tune into the Lunchroom Chatter podcast, you just may get, you may get smacked the fuck up with some real content, some real stories, some real conversations, man, because this shit matters, man. I'm telling you guys, man. Now, this, this was supposed to be my off week, my bye week with the podcast, man. Like some weeks I released three episodes, well, not three episodes, but... I released um, episodes for three weeks, three weeks straight, and then I take a a week off to kind of network behind the scenes and kind of you know interact with other people and just use that as a way to keep building the brand. But with everything that dropped this week with the baby, with Danny Lay, with these uh these abusive stories that that came out and just other topics in general, Young Dolph passing away. Like, sometimes it's hard not to get behind the microphone and produce these episodes, which I hope you guys enjoy, which I hope you guys actually, you know, keep sharing, keep reposting, and keep contributing, man. As always, man, you guys can click the link. Click the link in any episode description where it says you can send a voicemail. 
And the voice messages, they come straight to your boy. They come straight to me. You guys can contribute. You guys can click to become a supporter. And you guys can support for as low as $1 a month. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. Like I said, man, these real conversations, they have to happen. Your favorite celebrities, they're not going to have these conversations. You know why? Because real conversations on positive things and on bettering your life and making good decisions when it comes to relationships, love, you know, even black on black crime. They don't gain nothing from from even having these conversations with you guys. They gain more money from trauma. Like, why do you think you have people like Summer Walker? Yeah, Summer Walker. Who can release an album drooling over her man, how he's the best and this and then, you know, all this other shit. And then the the very next album, the same man they drooled over is now the man that they are venting about giving you, you know, sad relationship hashtag music. I see a lot of women, you know, they using quotes from the album as like their their picture captions. That's that's what these motherfuckers do, man. They build you up, encourage you to make bad decisions, and then they sell you fucking trauma. They're selling you trauma. This never-ending cycle has to stop one day, man. To all the men out there, like, if you need help, motherfucker, get help. Like I said on the bonus episode that dropped last week entitled, You Are My Property, or You Are... I forgot what the fuck the episode was called, but I opened up on that episode... About how I was toxic in the past I wasn't physically abusive But I was mentally abusive Where I kind of used certain things And I behaved in a way in which I knew I made her life a living hell And you guys can check out that episode That is exclusively on Lunchroom Plus You guys can hear me open up Be honest about you know my past toxic ways And how I actually tried to get this girl to leave me I tried to get her to break up, but she would not break up. And I eventually ended up ending that relationship because she would not walk away because she told me, John, I love you. I'm not going to give up on you. But sometimes the best way to get happiness for yourself is you got to give up on a toxic motherfucker. And that's who I was. So, like I said, I don't come on here. I don't give my opinions. I don't give my thoughts without first holding myself accountable. I never you know, disregard myself because I'm a black man. I'm flawed. I'm always going to make mistakes, but all we can do is use those mistakes to better ourselves and become a better person tomorrow than we are today. And again, man, it's your man, John A. Schultz, LCP, Lunchroom, Teddy Parker. Again, this episode, it's, it's episode 96, but this really should be a bonus episode, man, because I, I plan to, Release no episode this week, man. But shit happens. Sometimes the news pop up, and I just I can't wait a week to talk about this shit, man. Because like a week in today's society is like two months. So if I don't talk about this shit until next Wednesday, when I talk about it next Wednesday, everybody gonna say, "Oh, that that shit is old news now." So I had to come on here give you guys. A, oh, here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello. Hello, you hear me? Oh, hold on. Now, I'm going to call her back. That was D. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. She said she was busy, but here she go. Hold on. Mm. What's well, 
damn black kids. You called at the perfect time because I'm recording live right now. I was finishing out the episode. No, I let the people know I tried to get in contact with you. You was busy. And right, right as I was closing out, here you go. You got the perfect timing. Yes. But you know what I wanted to speak to you already, man. Now, you saw what happened with um the baby and Danny Lay. You've seen the news and everything regarding that, right? I, I didn't see the news. I think I just saw, like, a little clip. Oh, oh okay. That. So you've seen the little clips and the, the highlights. But like I said, man, I just, I need you to just please provide some some word of advice, some wisdom to these women, man. Because like I said, in Danny Lay's situation, she came out last year and said that mm-hmm. the rapper, the baby, he wasn't good enough. She was leaving, you know, and everything like that. But then it fast forward a year later. Now she has a baby with him. She's on Instagram live saying that, yeah, you know, the rapper, the baby, you know, he's okay with having four to five baby mamas. And I'm not with that, but yet you mm, made yourself exactly. But I think she's a number she may be the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth. I, I don't know, but she said that. But she said it after she made herself one of his baby mamas. But all, mm. like I said, all of the red flags were there, letting her know right. to walk away. Because when she met the when rapper, someone shows you who they mm. are, believe them. Exactly. Like my angel, I was about to say that. <laughs> but also, you called it out, like, mm-hmm. and so you lay down with dogs. Well, okay, I'm not. I'm not calling the little baby a flea or nothing like that. But. Now, now, here, dog, the rapper, the baby, here, dog. Let's call him what it is. Here, dog. He is. He is. There ain't, ain't no amount of money in the world mm-hmm. can can get me to lay down with that. Like, no. <laughs> no, but then, but then on the flip side, the crazy thing was that you know when she met the rapper, the baby, he was in a relationship with his other baby mama, but you know she took him from her, and then she put out a song called Yellowbone. Where she said a yellow bone is what he wants, like she said, like she, like she documented the whole thing. You know, Danny Lay, she's light skinned she's quote unquote a yellow bone. But wait, 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 wait! In order for you to be light skinned like, don't you have to be at least black to call yourself light skin? But like, I mean, I mean, okay. you know, she said she's biracial. I don't <laughs> know how true it is. There's Afro Latinos, right? <laughs> and then I'm sure there's some other type of Latinos and there yeah. is. Uh, you're kind of cutting it close, and just because you license, don't I bob you? I guess from getting treated like the rest. Look at Beyonce, Queen B, a mm-hmm. and her husband still walks her and she's fine. A bunch of niggas would love to have her, and she still got you know. So what makes mm. you think you're any special? About a dude who just starting out. Mm. Who That's what I be saying. Okay. But let me ask you this. Like, do you think it's a woman out there with magic pussy that can keep a guy from stepping out? No. Mm. No. You could be the best woman in the world. And your dude's going to do what he want to do. Like, you can't change them. There's nothing for you to change them. At some point, you can wake up and appreciate you once you realize, once they realize that they can't get anything better. But it takes a man to see that for himself, Mm. you know? Or the power of God to come and touch him and bring him to his knees. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to go back home to my woman. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm, I think women and men, I mean, people, some people are just forgiving and they'll, okay, let me stop. People do have the ability to change. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that, like, the baby will always be, like, here for anything for that matter because people do change, right? But that's if you want that for yourself. Mm-hmm. But you as a woman to see like the pattern 
mm. and recognize like, uh, this is toxic. But sometimes we just want to live in a lie. We want to see the fantasy and not see the reality behind it. But when does that stop? Like when does like when like, you get your when you're on your fucking face, like and. <laughs> Like when you're crying and you're ready to take your life and all this and that, you have to take a pause. Then you talk about it with yourself. Like you could, um, you say like you just took three years to focus on yourself. Like yeah. you don't want to yeah. take that time to be alone and fight their demons. They expect other people to do the work for them when you have to do that work yourself. Mm. Can nobody heal you but you? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And we're expecting sex to to, to heal us, and all that's doing is hurting us more because then we. Expect Affecting more from that person, we should be pouring into ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, a, but like the next thing, I I want your opinion on now. You know, a lot of women, you know, they date toxic men and like they try to change them or try to you know make this man become a better man. But mm-hmm. do you think that that kind of dating technique actually works? Like 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 trying to fix a man and make him into the man you think he could be? Because I no. think that those women should just, just walk the fuck away. Like when you meet a man it, that has that, that that has those kind of traits, to me it's not worth it. But I meet women all the time, no, especially I, now I'm listening. What you said? No, I've tried like I thought I could do that. Like I've experienced that mm. myself. And then after you realize like <laughs> they gotta want it for themselves. Mm. That I mean that's for dating, that's with your family, that's with your friends. Like, you cannot, like, if a person comes to you and, like, look, I really need help with X, Y, Z, then I think that you should open yourself up. But to constantly try to pour and pour and pour, and then you emptying, like, you, I can't even talk. Clearly, my English is not great. <laughs> but I, if you are empty from trying to pour into them, it's just like, mm-hmm. You're just going to be defeated because yeah. this person is not interested in things. Mm. If they wanted to, they would take the necessary steps, and it's probably not going to be with you. It's going, it's going to be probably with someone else. Meaning, not mm. like their romantic relationships, but like yeah. you know how, as a parent, you may try to give your child some wisdom and advice, and then they kind of brush you over another person, mm-hmm. will tell them the exact same thing, and then they listen. Yeah, yeah. I have to listen to the people who actually care about. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't need that. I don't know. But like I'm I said, but like even like <laughs> even when I spoke about you know like my past and when I was about eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, like like I was toxic. I was mentally abusive and like I was mm-hmm. I was never physically abusive, but I was mentally abusive and like I recognized yeah. that and I left. And but even with that situation, I had to leave. Like I remember. T- yeah, I remember taking. I remember doing so many things trying to make her break up with me. And she told me, you know, John, I care about you. You know, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to try and help you. And I'm like, 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 you know, you should just leave me. Right. So, so with yeah. that situation, I had to leave. And like I said, I yeah. broke up and I was single for about three to four years. I was celibate, but that was, that was a time where I recognized I had issues to work on. And like I said, to mm-hmm. me, it's even, it's mind boggling when I realized that everything I did the things I put her through on a daily basis, making her miserable, she never left. I had to leave that mm-hmm. situation. And it's crazy. you were miserable. Yeah. Because, I mean, you were miserable, so you were just, like, projecting it onto her. I was. I was, 100%. But sometimes people, like, they're so possessed, or, like, they're, like, they're blinded, like, they're seriously, like, blinded. Mm. And so, like, they recognize, like, 
there's something not right about their situation, but they keep hoping it's going to get better when all the signs are in front of you. But for me, you know, I, I'm very open about this. It literally took death, you know, the last relationship I was in for me to really wake up. It's like a whole bunch of wisdom just came upon me. And I realized wow. I could no longer go about doing relationships the same way. And I knew there was no going back to anything that was toxic mm-hmm. because the way God took that person out of my life, I was just like, whoa, huh. I was already done. But it was yeah. Do y'all still keep in contact? Huh? Do y'all still keep in contact? This boy checked on the day before he died. Uh, the, the, the day he, I was like, oh, oh he, he passed away. Him. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, he got killed. Yeah. And so, um, mm. I, but I hadn't talked to him in like a month because I had made my mind up. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you're not giving me what I want. I'm yeah. like, not giving you what I want, but like you're not changing, you're not doing anything. Yeah, different. it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. I'm like, it's time for me to finally, you know, get mm-hmm. myself together. And soon as I did that, so much has happened. Damn. And I was like, once he died, I do. I can no longer accept anything left. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. so that was that was it for me. Mm. Like that's why I'm, sometimes you take something really traumatic mm-hmm. happening for people to wake the hell up, and that was the thing that woke me up. Yeah. Because if it did happen, I was probably still making dumb mm. ass decisions. And that's just real. And that's why I say that. That's why sometimes people say, you know, sometimes in moments of sadness, like sometimes there do be, you know, positive things that happen from those <laughs> moments, even though it's Absolutely. sad. But damn, I didn't know he passed away. But at least. Oh, a, he's gone, gone. Yeah, at least a bright spot from that was that, you know, you was actually able to realize that, like you said, that in the future, you are no longer going to accept. Those kind of things mm-hmm. in relationships, but like I said, like that's why I was trying to get you on the phone. I realized the time. I'm about to go pick up my son, but are you busy or are you? What you doing? Um, trying to keep my cool with these badass. <laughs> All right, I'm about to go pick up my son. I'm probably gonna call you on Facetime because I gotta wait forty. I think thirty to forty minutes. So I'm gonna hit you back. All right. All right. Oh. She called that the perfect time, man. Now, I'm about to hit up on FaceTime so we can talk about recording the future episode. I just, I just told you guys I was going to hit her up. I was going to get her on a bonus episode. And here she go calling me live on air. Let's clap it up, man. I, if the gods ain't working like that, then I don't know what the fuck else they doing, man. But again, it's your man, John A. Schultz, LCP, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. As always, stay tuned. Stay tuned in. Share the podcast. These real conversations, they will continue. We out this bitch. Brand new LCP.